up? This is Joe from Dead, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, guys and girls, welcome to a new edition of Interview Under Fire. As usual, this is your host, Sonny, here back once again. And today, I'd like to welcome back frontman Joe Cotella from the dead. I've always wanted to say that. Um, it's an honor to have you return on Interview Under Fire today, man. Hard to believe it's already been over a year since we last connected on here, Joe. We, I know we talked about it before the interview started. But for everyone, man, how are you? What's the last 12 months been like? I'm sure a, the word whirlwind. I mean, is there even a word to describe the last 12 months? Because here we are. You're on the road. We've been yeah. talking about this day for the longest time. And, you know, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty good, man. Uh, you know, how were the last 12 months? Uh, they were pretty crazy. You know, they were interesting. There was a lot of highs and lows. And uh, but it's good to be back out on tour. And this is kind of like, a, oh, it's like my safe place. You know, you're just out here and you know you're going to go play a show and you're going to have a good time. And and I don't know. It's just like this like little fantasy land that you're in when you're out here on <laughs> Yeah, so it feels good. It feels good to be back out. You know, you know, being at home so long, like, like you, mi- I miss the, the 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 comfort a little bit already because I haven't been home like that for such a long for like you know the last five years or six years. So it, it's a little different, and there's a little bit of a like a, I don't say a learning curve, but a little bit of a curve of like getting back into like playing shows and like you know because I was lifting weights, I was working out, eating good, right. everything, but like getting on stage you, you you can't you can't really prep for doing that until you just do it you know what i mean so yeah. but 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 after three we're on the fourth show the third show like we're saying in dallas where, where you are uh it felt like we were firing all cylinders again it felt really good so and then tonight in houston should be dope so yeah it's cool man. It's, and you're on yeah and you're on tour with in this moment and black veil brides it's just one of the most exciting things to see happening again these days and yeah. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and with Dead, I know I mentioned this last year, you had your inception around like what, 2016. It's been five years, roughly five years, even though it's been five years. Joe, yeah. I feel like you've been at this for a while, man. And we're talking about the touring life, right? You've done some extensive touring throughout your career. You know, you played with Corn and Animals as Leaders, Stone Sour, Yellow Wolf, of course, in this moment. And with yeah. Maria, you know, shout out to her. Um, yeah. You performed at, uh, what is it, these festivals, Aftershock, Rock on the Range, Chicago Open Air. I asked you last year about yeah. what you love about touring. Let me ask you this year, do you have a newfound appreciation now? For touring? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. Um, having it taken away, you know, when you have something taken away from you, um, I don't know that. I took it for granted per se, but ha- when you have something taken away from you, yeah, you, you really appreciate it more. You, you, you miss it. You long for it kind of, you know, and um, yeah, to be back out really feels good. And like I said, it's, it's just really fun. And I'm, you know, all, all my friends are out here and we've toured with the, in this moment, within this moment and their crew for, you know, a couple tours. And so they're all, they're all great friends. And, uh, and then the Blackfield guys and their crew are, all dope so everybody's just like it's like it's like a dream tour as far as all that goes like just good people and like good vibes and, and all the bands rip and it's just it's just cool man it just feels really awesome all right tell me the first night of the tour how was it like did you have to kind of rehearse everything it's like okay what do i do with myself i'm on stage again right. oh right right so this is like this the sound engineers like this i gotta face yeah. this right like how was that like that choreography and all that did you have to i don't know kind of 
run through a refresher almost with you and, and the guys on stage? How was that like? Just the experience of it all. Um, it was a I trip. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just kind of comes back to you, I think. I think you just kind of, you know, they say it's like riding a bike or whatever. It just comes back to you like, because we didn't want to, we don't like to do like a rehearsed type thing. You know, mm -hmm. that's not our vibe. You know, it works for some bands and it's great for some bands. But um, we like to just kind of be in that moment and let whatever happens happen, you know. And, and um, I don't really like rehearse what I'm going to say in between songs. I like to just have that moment be that moment with those people in that room and that yeah you know, and that's that's all it is you know and so uh um it's kind of just in I, your blood I, I guess what's that it's kind of just in your blood i guess like when you're on yeah. stage it's like it, it kind of just you know like it it's it's what's that's embedded in you what you learned from when you first took the stage years back who knows when you know the, the first time you ever took on stage period to where yeah. you are now it's like okay everything kind of just clicks you know yeah Something like that. yeah I've been playing shows for a very long time. And so it all, it is, it's just, you come back and you, you know, you do some things that are the same probably. And then, you know, but then there's always little variations of, of that moment, whatever you're feeling and, you know, with coming back on saying, you know, it feels good to be back here and stuff like this. It does. It feels, it feels really overwhelmingly awesome to be back on stage, having people being stoked there. You can see how excited everybody is to be back at shows. Yeah. It just feels so good, man. It really is. It's, it's really cool. Now, I know this isn't digital tour bus, but Joe, what does your view look like right now? Can you turn your camera around by any chance? My, my view? Yeah. <laughs> this is nice to see this. Oh, my. See, just that. Oh, gosh. See, now yeah. I'm getting flashbacks. This is great. Yeah, we got some random movie on. I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> got some Bucky's food over here. And yeah, man, it's it's cool. See, I wanted to make I wanted to have you do that because moments like that, I think it's it's part of the experience about what makes touring amazing. And I know the big part of what makes dead dead is the live uh, presence that you guys put on stage. And and it's just right. great to see something like that. You know, you, you talked about staying busy during the pandemic, right? And technically, yeah. we're technically still in a pandemic. I don't want to, you know, put too much too much into it, but it was right. definitely an important thing for you. You know, have you picked up? Have you stuck with any habits that you learned in the pandemic? To like, are you are you taking it with you on tour? <laughs> stuck with any habits? Um, well, my habits at, during the pandemic were like just I don't know, just chill, I guess. So now, <laughs> really, like back out on tour, it's like work. You know, it's like yeah, you get back into it, and I, I say it's work, but it's fun work. You know. Um, yeah, you're getting back into it. You're getting used to not having everything that you need, you know? Like, I got to go grab some, you know, some toothpaste today and stuff. You know what I mean? You don't have everything that's chilling. Um, so, I don't know if there's anything straight up from the pandemic. I would say um, I'm eating I'm eating really healthy still, which I don't, I didn't always do on tour. But, like, I'm keeping my, my, uh, my food intake is real healthy. Yeah, same here. That's definitely one thing I learned, even though, you know, shows are obviously opening. We're both here in Texas, but shows are opening up here again. That's yeah. one thing I took myself to to right now, just learning to eat healthy. It's like, man, I ate like shit before the pandemic. Now I got to actually take care of my body so I don't, you know, lose track of, you know, what I'm doing. And I got to make sure I, you know, I don't know. It's just it's nice to have stuff like that going forward as well. You know, you got to take care of yourself, being healthy, you know, being on tour. Yeah, and you and you, you you know you eat good, you feel good, and yeah, I used to drink a pretty good amount on tour, and I haven't been really, you know, I'll have like one or two, maybe yeah. a day, not even maybe, um, and so yeah, I guess I'm just keeping that that kind of healthy streak, you know, put good things into the machine, the machine runs well, you know, that kind of thing. So um, 
you know, just balance, no, no extremes, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think, I think that's staying true with me as uh, I did that during the pandemic. It's good. It's a good thing. And keeping the machine running is a good thing. Speaking of which, yeah. kill, kill beautiful things. Holy crap. Uh, it's only been barely, I think it's been exactly a month since that song dropped. Joe, I yeah. asked you last year, you told me that the second album is done. What new information do you have for me a year from now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the album is supposed to come out in October. So next month it's supposed to come out. Okay. Uh, and do, um, do you have a set date? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing October 15th, which is not far away. So we might be, I don't know. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't even know how I'm supposed to be talking about it. But um, uh, it might be, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a Drake thing where we just drop it one day and whatever. But uh, I hear it's October 15th and, and we'll see if it is. But uh, yeah, so the album's going to be coming out soon. Okay, what, I, what I'll do just, just to help you out, I'll drop this episode in October just to round it out. And October 15th, that's the week of my birthday. So that's perfect timing. Perfect. Um, that's why we did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, with Kill Beautiful Things, I, I feel like this song, it, it kind of can be seen sort of. Now, this is just my perspective. I feel like it could be seen sort of as like a follow up to last year's Mannequinize EP and even your debut album, uh, 2017, Misanthrope. Now, I want to repeat the words here second album, right? From Dead. Yeah. Before we get into the nitty gritty of this new music, like Misanthrope, I don't know if I've even mentioned this last year because that album went on to rack up what more than 25 million streams and manifested two top 20 rock hits with, uh, I believe it was Anti Everything and Remember the Enemy and then Hate Me, which is right. another one that got over 15 million streams across you know multiple platforms. Joe, knowing how successful your debut album is. Was there any sort of, uh, I don't know, pressure you sense at all when you decided to sit down and write again for a new full-length album? Because what's the most popular thing we hear for a new album, like a second album? The sophomore slump, right? Has right. that ever has that ever crossed your mind? Or, or you or was it just like, you know what? We got our first album out of the way. Fuck it. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, you'd be lying if you didn't at least take that into consideration. You know, we thought about that. Um, hmm. But at the same time, we also thought, contrary to that, like the first album, we just did whatever we wanted to do. And it was well received and, and it was, you know, it, it was awesome, you know. Um, and so we thought was great. Oh, we should just keep doing that. Well, I was I wasn't saying our album was awesome, although I enjoy it, but <laughs> I was just saying it went well. And so this time around, we'd like, oh, well, let's just do the same thing. You know, let's just make music that feels good to us, that makes us feel happy. And um and that was the thought on the first one was make music that we enjoy and we're humans. So other humans should feel the same, you know, rhythm and frequency and lyrics and feel right. that same. We feel it. Then other people should feel it. That's just, you know, just like anything. So yeah, it, you know, um, I don't know. I hope it's as well received, but at the same time, I, I love it and that's okay if it's not. And then we'll do another album after that. So, you know, if someone doesn't like this one, we'll do another one soon. So it's all good. You know what I mean? It's like, if it's, if it's one thing you already know about me, I'm always a fan first. So I, I've been, for as long as I've listening, been listening to you guys. Um, I mean, I absolutely love Misanthrope and I can't wait to see what you guys have coming up on this new record with kill, kill beautiful things. No, thank you, man. You know, uh, I know it's only one new song so far in 2021, but yeah. I feel like you have raised the bar for yourself here. You know, you guys as a, as a unit kind of, to me, again, expanded on Dead's musicality. You have this identity within yeah. the band sound and are still growing with it, you know? 
And where you had, you know, I remember you mentioned uh, you had Kevin Cherko come in and work with you on this album, which is a yep. big part about the sound. Can yes. this new song, I don't know, kind of serve as a sneak peek on what's to come with the new album, or are we just barely scratching the surface here? I would say, I would say it's not a sneak peek. Um, in like, as far as like the rest of the album goes, um, but then it is <laughs> because it's because <laughs> it's its own thing, and that's what I would say. It is because it's its own thing. It's probably probably the lightest song on the album. Um, really and, you know what i mean yeah yeah and because you know it's still a heavy song in in general like in like to like the world that you know an average person you know if you listen to you know like i'm seeing the behemoth thing if you listen to straight up behemoth and cradle of filth it might not be a heavy song but like to the world it's a it's a metal song it's a rock you know rock yeah. song um and to us we've had heavier songs and lighter so i i think what it what it does show because all the songs we released are going to be on the album um but what it does show is it's pretty diverse. I think there's a lot of different vibes on it. I think we, we expanded outside of what we did in the first one a lot. Um, this song in particular being like a little bit more like melodic and like a little bit of melancholy feel to it, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of vibey and moody. Um, so I think when you get the album, there's a lot, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised and be like, Oh shit. I think it might take people a second, honestly, on some of the songs and which is okay, which is good. Cause I've always been a fan of kind of polarizing, bands and music you know i'm glad you um, said that yeah so so we'll, we'll see but uh I, I i think it's all dope you know i love it all that we, we made it and we you know we stand by it so um, it, it, it's yeah and it's funny you mentioned uh cradle of Field. i just i just spoke with danny uh, last week and uh, he was telling me about how they had different elements on the new new album you know they've been around for a long time but yeah. I, I love the comparisons that you brought in with that now I got to talk about the music video, man. Here's the thing. I don't know yeah. if I mentioned this to you before. I went to film school for three years, so I'm a huge fan of you oh. know, cinematography, just like thematics and everything else, everything else in between. But yeah. this music video, if anyone hasn't seen, it, I recommend everyone check it out because you're walking through this forest that's seemingly burning down and it's giving way to new life as right. you know, new trees and flowers are or birthing life and, and and by the end of the music video it looks like you're in a whole new world and you mentioned how um i don't know if you mentioned it or somebody in the band mentioned in dead about this song is about the survival of uh compassion and love in the modern world it was emotional too you mentioned how it was it was still heavy but it was still emotional it was kind of to me that i think that was everything that personifies dead okay again cool. th this takes me back to the subject of themes is something like that important to your songwriting does that help knowing that do you have like a theme set in store first or do you just kind of just go with the flow? I go with the flow. Uh, thank you too. I'm glad you enjoyed the video, man. Um, I go with the flow. I just kind of, I kind of do where I just kind of like write. I, I kind of let melodies happen and I just sing words. And then um, I usually eventually will land on some sort of a catchphrase or an idea. And then everything else is kind of written around that, that vibe yeah. for a song. I mean, and, I don't usually go in with an intention. Like I'm going to write a song about whatever. Um, I just kind of go into it. Like, how does this music make me feel? What environment am I living inside of and singing inside of? And that's usually kind of how it, how, to, how does the piece of music make me feel? Uh, what lyrics make sense with this? You know, that's kind of the vibe, you know, um, and same with melodies as well. So, um, you know, with this one, yeah, it ended up being, um, and again, this was written, you know, two years ago now. It was before all this stuff, but it ended up being, you know, a song 
once I step back and, and, and listen to it, I usually don't know until I step back and listen to it. Yeah. And I, I was like, all right, this, this feels like I'm writing about, um, you know, the, the feeling of being born, you're innocent, you're pure, you're like, well, bright eyed, you don't, you don't hate things. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't feel separation. You don't know about classism. You don't know about yeah. racism. You don't know about yeah. any of that. Shit. And a lot of that stuff is taught to people. And so as you go through life and, and, you know, life is hard on you and shit and, you know, you kind of have to fight back a little bit. You got to survive. It's in our DNA to survive, you know? And, but really to remember who you are and what you actually are, which is just energy and light inside of a fucking body. You know what I mean? And, and really the, the simplicity of it, really you're here to experience and you're only here one time as far as we know. And so like the idea is that it, it shit gets hard, but to always, stay positive and, and um you know as you're going through life you do negative shit and you know you can always be a better version of yourself and that's kind of the vibe you know for me um and then with the video even you know you're walking around it could be that the world is burning around you or you're walking around burning shit down because you're fucking up you know what i mean mm, yeah, but at yeah. the end always there's always like in my life so far i've gone through some hard times whatever my own hard times but everything always ends up you know, growing back and everything's cool and you, you, you know, you always find your way through it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of the, the vibe with the video and the song to me, you know? And that's kind of the attitude that, that, I, that I think we need to take, learn going forward, especially with all the shit that we've seen for the last 18, 19 months. I can't believe I'm even saying that number, but that right. music video you, you just talked about, um, I, I you know, I want to dive into it a little bit further, you know, cause it was directed yeah. by Mark Classfield and he's known for his work with um, Slipknot and Foo Fighters and Sum 41 and it was yeah. shot in the woods of upstate New York, if I'm correct. And yeah. it was also co-directed by, in this moment, Maria Brink, obviously. Your yeah. lady. I mean, she's she's just a visionary. Talk about Mark and Maria. I mean, having someone like them really, I feel like even Maria brings out the best in you. Because I feel like you yeah. guys kind of have that, you know, chemistry. You even bring out the best in her, you know. Like, what was it like working with them? Did you already know, like, hey, we're going to shoot here? Or how did that kind of just, like, I don't know. I'm going to leave it all to my mind. Mine is racy because everything about this music video was, was everything I feel like I didn't know I needed. So. Oh, oh well, thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, we did. We did. Uh, Mark did the uh, mannequin idol video with us too, actually. Okay. And so uh, it went really well. And so this time around, yeah, we were in the middle of, the, of everything. Um, it was probably about almost a year ago that we were talking about it and doing it. And, um, we couldn't have the band with me. So, you know, I'm on with, with Mark and Jordan and, and, and Maria as well. And, and we're going over ideas, like, what can we do? You know, like maybe it'll just be me this time, which is weird for us, but we started talking about a bunch of different uh, styles of videos, like, like the one shot video, where it's just like just one person doing something, you know, or whatever. And there is a lot of greenery and forests and stuff in, in upstate New York. And, and so the idea was to kind of utilize how beautiful it is there and, um, I don't know. It just kind of got, you know, shaped over, over weeks and weeks of conversations. And then once we kind of had an idea, Maria was like going out with me and we were like practicing, you know, cause we like had to like speed the song up. That's what gives that slow motion vibe. So we like sped yeah. it up and I think it fast. So she's like walking backwards, you know, with the camera trying to film me and we're like practicing it and shit. And <laughs> we ended up kind of doing some like 360 pans around me, which we didn't plan on doing. And she came up with a, you know, a bunch of different, a bunch of different ideas like panning down and, I mean, she really is just amazing with that. And That's awesome. We had a lot of a lot of fun working on that, and then um, we had a, a, a very minimal crew come out, and we out, went out and did it in the woods, and and 
you know, it was cool, man. And then uh, I, I wish I, I need to know the guy's name because like the guy that did the CGI, I, I hear does like Marvel stuff and things like, so it was pretty, pretty amazing. Once I saw it, I was like, man, that looks, looks like some, you know, Michael Bay stuff or something. It was pretty crazy. So yeah. That's something, uh, keep keep an eye on that because whoever did the CGI, make sure he works on the future music videos because, I mean, I yeah. feel like this is one of the best music videos I've seen in a while, especially for someone like you guys and with, with the thematics and, and like the, the themes that you guys exhibit on stage and the presence you have. I feel like this is a good representation of everything dead. Now, with Kill Beautiful Things, this was also co-written with the guitarist Alex Adamchik. Am I saying his name right or am I butchering Adam- it? Yeah, How, yeah. Sorry about that. Adam, see, I was, I'm always thinking. I'm always saying it right. There's no, there's no H in the middle. So I was like, but, but with Alex, how did you meet him? Because I know he is an integral part of the song. Right. Yeah. He he was always in. You know, from Arizona, he was in bands. He was usually the singer. Um, in his bands, he was always like hardcore, deathcore, hardcore bands and stuff like yeah. that. But just you know, homie, he loves all kinds of music, just like everybody else. You know, and. Uh, he owns a printing company. He was doing our merch. He was coming out on tour with us and everything like that. And, um, like when we had a bunch of downtime, him and Kyle, he has a studio. So him and Kyle were just writing music. Kyle's our bass player and they turned in kill beautiful things. And, and I was just like, yeah, this is killer, man. Like, let's, you know, he's family, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then as it worked through after, you know, he wrote that song, um, it worked out that, he, you know, David ended up leaving and Alex, became a guitar player now so it's cool it kind of worked out in a way where the song came out and then he became our guitar player right around the same time so it worked out really really cool in that way okay so so david left is that what you're saying yeah he's okay 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 so now alex you have here i feel like he adds another element to dead sound as well so i think again uh, yeah yeah bro fucking coolest dude chill down you know knows loves music more, almost more than me you know it's great which is crazy to say and uh yeah he's just he's just the best man shout out to shout out to alex and maria yeah. and mark for for just making this happen how many yeah. songs i don't know you can tell me this how many songs did not make the cut in this new album oh shit a lot probably <laughs> i don't know we wrote a lot of songs and we even some of the ones we recorded there didn't make the album either so i don't know i would guess maybe 15 maybe a, another full album probably worth songs didn't make it yeah Bro, Which is just, cool. We did that last time too. We had, <laughs> yeah, we had so many songs for the first album too, but we just end up chiseling it away, you know. What did you do with those first songs that didn't make the first cut? Do you kind of just leave them in the background? It's like, do you ever think about bringing it back up to maybe something in the future? I wonder what happens with those songs where, when a band's you know first album comes out and you have all these songs that didn't make the cut, what do yeah. you do with that? Do you dispose of it? Do you leave it? Do you expand it? Yeah. They live in a Dropbox folder on my phone. Uh, I have them. Uh, Time to get those B-sides ready, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know. Maybe it'll be, you know, we, have, we had an EP that we had done that we never released either before Misanthrope, and that never came out. Maybe that'll come out someday. Um, yeah, who knows? Maybe it'll be, you know, there's a bunch of cool stuff that could be released someday as B-sides or, you know, like Deftones did that B-Sides album, and that's one of my favorites of theirs. That's, so. that's right. That's a, that's a great B-Sides I'm, gra- I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a great B-Sides album. I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough. I yeah, agree. they. It's like top five Deftones albums for me, the B-Sides. <laughs> Honestly, I love it. Yeah, and uh, they released so many studio albums. That's just another, you know, addition to their catalog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some cool covers on there. So, yeah, like, uh, and we did, yeah, we have some covers that we did that never, you know, um, that haven't come out. And, we did, uh, you know, a bunch of different stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll come out someday. You know, maybe 
maybe not. I'm sure it will in some, you know, yeah. somewhere. Well, Joe, it's it's always great talking to you, man. Um, I can't wait till we do this again. I said this last time. It's um, I'm gonna have you every time as much as I can on the show. You know, we've we've, we've always covered such a good amount of ground on these awesome conversations we've had. You know, it's always great to have you back on here. And I, I do begin to think everything that you told me last year, everything you told me this year, your learning experience, the the music you make with Maria and your bandmates. What is the most you know, rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career. Another way to see this, you know, at the same time, you've been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented, you know, people, artists, producers throughout that timeline we have discussed, you know, your your relationship with your bandmates, with Maria, your your fans. I'm excited to see where you go from here. You know, here we are, new chapter, you know, with the second album coming up as a musician, as a front man, hell, as a human being, do you ever just... I don't know, stop for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. 100%. Like, that was a big thing during the pa- the pandemic time. Uh, I do this breath meditation stuff. Uh, John Paul Creamy and, and John Feldman taught, showed this to us when we were out doing the first album. Yeah. We could all, like, do this breath meditation stuff together, which is pretty heavy stuff. And I would suggest it to anybody. It pulls things out of you. And it really reinvigorates uh, and just fills you up with, with gratitude. You know, and I have such gratitude and um, it's overwhelming at times, you know what I mean? To think about uh, how hard you work, but then how, you know, how lucky you are. Uh, I'm lucky to have, you know, everything that I, I have, two eyes, I got two feet, you know what I mean? Like you can't, there's so many things to be uh, happy for when you're having a bad day, if you really look at it, you know what I mean? And so, um, Man, I, I would say that I really try to just, yeah, fill myself with gratitude. I look back, I, I had some of my really close friends send me some old music from old bands and things that I've revisited. And that's like a looking through a yearbook, you know. And it's is, like, is, is, it the, is it the cover up or a man made machine or? <laughs> yeah, it's the cover up. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I'm still so proud of it. When I listen to it, I, I think about who I was and where I was at that time. And, I think I was being true to myself and being honest with what I was doing when I listened to it. And that's really makes me happy to think that, you know, that I was doing that. And um, so it's cool, man. And to be here, you're just in the moment. I try not to get too far ahead or too far behind to try to be in the moment. Like I, I, I view it, like I can almost see it like this reel of film going by and that's your life, you know? Yeah. There's, there's film over here and there's film over here and this right here in this little, this is the present moment right here. And I just try to stay in that frame, that frame, not not the, the film flashing, film flashing. I'm right here in that moment. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of something that I see in my mind. And it brings me to where I am. And it's it's pretty huge. And I feel like it's easy to lose track of yourself as the success, more successful you are. I think it's important to kind of just push everything away for a second and kind of just examine yourself. Just take a deep breath and just look at it from the outside like you're doing. And yeah. then just go back in it to remind yourself why you do what you do. Cause I've had so many peers of mine that kind of just lose track of themselves. Like, okay, I need to take a break. I need to figure out why I'm doing what I'm doing. Kind of remind yourself why you are where you are. And again, yeah. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the music you've done throughout your career. So much appreciation to what you've done. Um, you. Now, Joe, again, I- I'm, I'm so happy to see you doing well. I hope you have a great show. Now, before I let you go, I didn't do this last year. I think I did. I don't know if I did this or not, but this is a, I'm going to end our interview on a pretty fun note. What I'm going to do here, I'm going to do something called the lightning round. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, maybe we'll have a minute, a minute, 30 seconds. I'm going to ask you one or the other. You just have to pick quick on your feet. All right. 
All right, shit. All okay. right, cool. All right, this is good. I, I think I think you're all gonna right. like this. I think I got some good right. ones. All right. All right. Here we go. Let me see if I got the list here. Okay. Red or blue? Blue. Vegan or meat? Yeah, I'm in the middle. But the, <laughs> same, yeah, it's just, same here. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee, decaf for me. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Star Wars or Harry Potter? Star Wars. Mexican food or Italian food? Ooh, it's tough. Italian. <laughs> Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a mountain. Country or K-pop? Old country. Okay. I was like, you have to pick one or the other. That, that counts. All right. Halloween or Christmas? Oh, man. Halloween. But I love Christmas. Dude, Halloween, man. It's the it's Hall- my Halloween. favorite time. Halloween kind of starts everything. You know, I feel like Christmas wouldn't be as exciting if it wasn't for Halloween. Think about that for a second, right? He's in. Yeah. I, yeah. They're both. They're both cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. L.A. or New York? New York. If Michael Myers offered to buy you a beer, would you accept? Fuck you. <laughs> He's getting sillier, trust me. All right. Yeah. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Animals. Yeah. All right. Uh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that, that, that's a hard one because I've had yeah. some people like, well, I already talked to my cat, so maybe I'll I'll be able to speak every language in the world. So well, I could be- like I could actually have a conversation with them with an animal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to. Talk oh to yeah, dogs. yeah, obviously, talk obviously. Dogs. I want dogs to enlighten me on how to live like <laughs> them, but they know something that we don't. Anyway, all right, go there you go. That that's words of wisdom from Joe. All right, there's a time machine in front of you. It says the destination is Woodstock '99. Do you take the trip, knowing what transpires there? <laughs> that's a tough one because I, obviously with that documentary that released on the yeah. background of Woodstock I watched that um, it might be cool to say I was there it looked <laughs> like it stuck to them to be there man I don't like being out in the sun with no water if I had like backstage VIP shit I would but I don't know if I was just chilling out there rolling around in, in like people's <laughs> Stuff. I don't know. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah. I feel like we could talk about that just that that on just one episode forever because the stuff that I found out, I'm sure. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you talk about you saw that episode, that entire documentary. It's insane. And here's the thing: you're telling me this after after technically you're you're back on tour, showing more appreciation for life in general, and still we wouldn't go back to Woodstock '99. <laughs> yeah, nah. You know what? Like, I you know what? I wouldn't change it. I watched it. You know, and I loved watching it. I was, you know, back in the day, and we were, you know, we watched Corn and Limp Bizkit, Metallica, Rage, like rip it up. And that, yeah, that's a memory for me. I watched it on TV, and it was special. And I'm kind of glad I wasn't there because, you know, I didn't know about any of that stuff, honestly, at the time. You know, I just yeah. thought oh, they're just raging out there, you know. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. It, it makes you think about you know other festivals that have happened around the world. I mean, I mean, God forbid, like it's. I mean, this is one festival by itself, but. We've seen so many other different festivals around the world. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what could have happened there? Uh, you said you did you order on on pay per view? I'm curious. No, no. I well, you know okay. what? Maybe somebody had it on pay per view. I can't remember where I watched it, but it was on MTV too. I think, and in, in, in maybe I don't know. Okay. After the, but yeah, it was. I remember watching a bunch of it on MTV. I think, and uh, you know that kind of thing. But I don't know. Maybe who knows? You know. In other words, we'll take a time machine just to watch it from afar and then we'll go back. 
kid watching it. That was fun, you know? All right, last question. Interview under fire or other publication companies? Interview under fire, baby. <laughs> all right, Joe. I kind of knew that. I knew that. All right, all right. Man, this has been this has been great, Joe. I, I always love talking to you, man. Um, do you have any last words, just any shout-outs? Anything like to plug in or mention as far as dead and the new music before we finish things off here? And a new no, music video coming out soon. I don't know what you can and cannot say. Yeah. No, look look for the album next month and look for the in-between tour. It's it's awesome. All the bands are killer. And uh and um, uh, you know, live your truth and be a good person. Do you have a title for the new album or no? I do. I'm putting, I'm putting you on the spot, aren't I, man? Yeah, this entire yeah. interview. <laughs> we're gonna do a big I think next week we're gonna do like um uh album cover, track listing, title, all oh, that stuff. Dude. Come next sure so i cannot wait again yeah. I, I promise i'm being a professional but man i can't wait to hear this new album and I, i'm i'm really happy for you guys have a great tour man stay safe stay well go crush it tell maria i said hello i mean i've always been such a big fan of hers as well um now i i know i said you know i'll see you in texas and i missed you guys two days ago and i'm just kicking myself about it but but man just have a great tour i'm sure i'll see you guys again in person when you guys are yeah. back here texas loves you we love you uh, oh, yeah. everyone, everyone who's listening, man, this is Joe Cotella back from the dead. I'm not going to stop saying that, by the way, uh, kill beautiful things is out now, uh, dropped August 18th. Keep an eye out. Like Joe said on the social media channels on whatever they have on the new album and the track listing. We can't wait for it. Uh, Joe, right. I'll let you go, man. Uh, have a, have a great tour again. And I'll talk to you next time, buddy. Thanks brother, man. Talk to you soon, man. Always great. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.